This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to the SteerlandNation.com podcast, sponsored by Stony Brewing, the official brew of Mile High Misery. Looking for something to drown those sorrows? Crack a Stoney's. Pure, honest beer. I'm your host, G. Stryker, and with us is our tweet master, Brad Lambert. Brad, what a heartbreaker in Denver, man. What was it like watching that game for you? It was like an alternate reality, you know? It was just one of those games where it just seemed like nothing was going right or what could go wrong went wrong. It was was very reminiscent of that uh, Eagles-Saints game, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Where every time the Eagles got in the red zone, they just, like, cough the ball up and that's pretty much i mean we're talking like jv level errors yeah and when i say jv i mean like jv high school football junior varsity errors yeah yeah like the the xavier grimble fumble yeah i don't even get me started on that i'll talk about that later yeah (laughs) uh james connor i mean that was so reminiscent of Tucson's fumble in the playoffs a few years ago. Yeah. Just, and it was a Roby too. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Roby caused Tucson's fumble as well. Oh, wow. So it, it, it was just weird. Just like Twilight Zone weird. Yeah. Cause it seemed like they were making all the right play calls and they'd get open and they're running wide open in the, in the field and just fumble the ball at the inappropriate time in the uh, in, in the red zone or right at the goal line, and that really took a lot of points off the board as well as the block field goal. So it was a really tough game for them to recover from down two fumbles and then factor in Ben's two interceptions as well, and it made it impossible to come back from. I mean, here's my thing. I I think this loss was good, meaning I think the team needed it mm-hmm. because – the Steelers have been the cardiac kids all year long. Mm-hmm. You know, they've yeah. had so many games where they've come back in the last, you know, five minutes or the last seven minutes or the last two minutes and won the game. Yeah. And um, even Vance McDonald said it a few weeks ago. He's like, we just never give up. And we all, we have confidence that we're going to come back and win no matter what. Yeah. You know, which is a good attitude to have. Yeah, it is. But unless it gets to the point where arrogance comes in, right? Like, like we can't where you be just have the, Yeah, like yeah. no matter what, we're going to win. Yeah. And this was the first game where all the turnovers kind of added up yeah. as of late, and they couldn't overcome it. So the sloppy play, the errors, the JV fumbles, like just bad stuff, they could not overcome it. And they – turned the ball over four times, and they still almost took the game to overtime. Yes, they did. That just shows you how good this team is. Yeah. If they tighten up, and if they just, like, play and don't turn the ball over stupidly, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, uh, I'll give credit to the last interception. Yeah. That was a heck of a play by the D tackle. Yeah, to move back. But yeah. the 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 first on. interception, AB was kind of held, and that threw the timing off and whatever. Yeah. But the 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 two fumbles, the block field goal, all that that, that clean that up, man. And you you took like maybe twenty one points off the board. And it would have been a route. Yeah, I mean, like the block field goals, you know, that would have been seventeen. But I'm saying that drive, if you clean up some errors, yeah, that's a twenty one point swing right it there. Is. And yeah. Xavier Grimble, I'm going to talk about it now. Yeah, but Xavier Grimble should be cut from the team. Really. And this is not an over-exaggeration. This is, after the game, he was interviewed, and he said he wanted to run through the defender. That's why he didn't cut back Mm -hmm. or make an easy touchdown. He wanted to essentially embarrass the other player, and guess what happened? He got embarrassed. Yeah, he got got punched right in the mouth from a DB— Fumbled the ball, went out of the end zone. Well, as a that's, tight end, that, that is a, yeah, that's the, that's yeah, the worst possible selfish yeah. dude, and that's the worst possible that, result that, that could ha- happen at the at the goal line. Yeah, You're right. yeah, yeah, but 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 it's it's a level of selfish that you cannot have on your football team because you know what's better, scoring a touchdown. Now I tell you one thing, you know what he, I mean. He does play on the same. Tight, with the same tight end group as Jesse James and Vance McDonald, and their toughness is unquestioned. They've already shown they're able to go through players and make big plays. So maybe Vance is, or maybe a Gr- Xavier Grimble was thinking, "Hey, you know, I got to make one of these plays too and show them that I belong." And instead of a hundred percent making that one 100%. move and just getting in and getting the touchdown, like you're saying, he tried to do a, a Vance McDonald at the goal line and realized, "Hey, I'm not as big as Vance McDonald." So uh, no, like score a touchdown. Yeah. Like honestly, the that was one of the stupidest plays I've seen in a while. Yeah, it it goes up there with like Deshaun Jackson dropping the ball at, at the like, one yard line, spiking it in the one yeah, yard line, like, and the Eagles against yeah, the Den- Dallas Cowboys. Just yeah, I remember stupid, that. Jeez. just stupid play. Yep, and the fact that he said that in an interview after the game, mm. like unacceptable. I hope they bench him. I would take a tight end off the street. Like honestly, like that—that's a level of selfish that you can't have on your football team. Well, I believe you play you. to win the game. You're not playing to make, you know, incredible highlight plays or embarrass the other team. You're yeah. playing to win. Yeah, you are. Score a touchdown, win the game. Period. I think Xavier Grimble was in the game though because at that time they had Vance McDonald out of the game looking at his hip, and I know Vance did return later, but. Honestly, the only thing I can hope for moving forward is that he learned from this error and the entire team learned from that error. You know, maybe it's smarter to score the damn touchdown than try to make a highlight, you know, big hit at the goal line or try to embarrass somebody by hitting them hard when you can score the touchdown easily on your own. I hope that this is a wake-up call and something that the entire team can learn from because you know damn well Tomlin's not going to let that slide in film room. And he's going to be on no, it, that team it, hard. It, it shouldn't. No. It shouldn't. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if Tomlin really wants to, like, check the locker room, he should bench Grimble. Mm. Well, like, I don't even care. Yeah. Like, even if we're down a tight end, that is just inexcusable. Bring someone up from the practice squad, figure something out. But, like, that kind of just selfish BS 
it's just it, it's not going to help us win. Yeah. And you know what? This game, may, it, it might come back to bite us, mm-hmm. but I really believe it's going to come down to that New England game, whether we get the two seed or not. Yeah. So right now it doesn't matter. Yeah. But like that, that fumble at the half yard line, when in reality, I just watched a play again 10 minutes ago. Uh-huh. He could have easily cut back to the right. And just scored and, and without. fell into the end zone, yeah. dove into the end zone. You know, and then same with James Washington. Yeah. That play. When that corner got hurt, yeah. I looked at my, my sister, we we're watching the game together. I was like, Okay, here's James Washington. He has a corner that just came in the game. Mm-hmm. He's gonna go deep. Yep. He went deep, wide open, then put it on a platter for him. And instead of just staying in stride, mm-hmm. running, he tries to dive and make this ridiculous catch. Yeah. Right? And what's he do? He catches it, mm. but he was so high in the air when he came down. Yeah, ball popped out, and it was an incomplete. And at that point in the game, I believe it was like a second or third down. Yeah, and I believe we ended up punting. Yes, we ended up punting so, on that, down, on that uh, drive. I mean, my goodness, dude! Like, why? What's the thought process there? You know what I mean? It's just like those plays like that are just not okay, especially when you're in a position where you're not winning or the game's close, just catch the ball. <laughs> yeah. And and that's my problem with Washington right now is he's getting a lot of snaps. They're actually reduced now. He's down around 20. He was averaging around 40 for the last couple games. But the kid's just yeah. not getting open. I mean, the, the three throws that went toward him, the one was a sideline out throw. The, the corner easily cut underneath of him because he didn't set it up and yeah. knock the play away. And another one was a, a short out and – Another guy's all over him. I mean, he's not getting open. He's not getting separation. He got separation on that one long play. Unfortunately, he left his feet. I mean, I understand as a receiver why he left his feet in that situation. He thought it was like kind of an in-between ball between having to leave your feet and stay on the ground. But damn it, when you get your both hands on that ball, whether you're in the air or whether you're you're running straight with that ball, you got to keep it. You got to keep possession. You got to control that ball through the ground. And that's he, something he that he, he's, he used to do that in, in college. And he used to always come up with that ball in college. But for some reason, yeah. he did not come up with that ball today. He's got no confidence. Uh, you can tell. When Even, he's well, there. that's the thing. That's the main thing right there. Confidence. Yeah. I mean, it, it was an issue. We talked about it with Boswell early in the season. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. I mean, in this game, you need confidence to play. And right now, I'm going to say it. He has zero confidence right now. Agreed. And James Conner, mm-hmm. his arrow is pointing in the wrong direction. And I really hope yeah. he's able to bounce back because if you saw him after the game, uh-huh. if you saw him during the game, he does not look like a guy that we saw a few weeks ago who was very confident mm-hmm. and sure of himself. And the true two or three drop balls in Jacksonville didn't help. Yeah. And then coughing the ball up and essentially costing us this game. And you he, know, and it, he needs that confidence because he's still the third leading rusher in the league. I mean, he's he's yeah. right behind Elliott and Gurley, and it is yep. bam, James Conner. And you know, the way he's been running early, the way we were committing to the run earlier in the season, and and he was the highlight man and, and doing it right. But now he's got two big fumbles in two different games in this past game against Denver and the game against Cleveland that cost them a chance to win those games. And yep. if he, I mean, that was one aspect that Le'Veon Bell's game was excellent. He was excellent at ball control. Uh, I think his season high for fumbles would be two. 
uh, on a full season. I know he went through full seasons without fumbling at all, um, but he never fumbled more than twice in a season. And that ball security needs to be the standard moving forward with any running back in the Steelers alignment because that used to be the reason why they'd bench running backs in the last in the first place. I remember when we had uh, Dwyer and Redman rotating yep. back and forth in that Cleveland Brown game where I think we fumbled the ball eight times. And oh, <laughs> each time the ball was fumbled, they're like, oh, you're done. Put the other guy in. He went in. Up, oh, you're done. You fumbled. It was like that Oakland game, too. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And it, But, I mean, it's ball security is the epitome of a talented team to win games. And this team has so yep. much talent on it that yep. the only way that these games are going to be close against anyone that they're playing, especially lesser talent, but now that we're getting into the even better talent, I think they still have the most talented roster in the league, offensively, defensively. I think they can play with anybody defensively. I think they can move the ball on anyone offensively, but they have to just make sure they keep control of that football because when you hand the ball back over to another team, whether they're a good team or a bad team, but now we're playing better teams, that team gets extra possessions and they get extra chances to score. And you cannot win football games, especially in December, especially in the playoffs, if you're turning the ball over like that. No, 100%. And, uh, I mean, I still think the Saints and the Rams are are probably still in the conversation for best in the league. I will say that Steelers definitely have the best offense in the AFC. Yeah. Um, and I think they are the most balanced team mm. in the AFC and potentially the league as well. But like you're saying, going into this game, I said we win the game if we win the turnover battle. Yeah. Guess what? We lost a big time. Big, big time. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? We we still were close. Yeah, it was. That's what I'm saying. Like they still we had a shot to, to tie the end. Yeah. A yard away yep. from taking it to OT. Mm-hmm. And I think we win that game. But, I mean, the defense, they played pretty freaking well considering turning the ball over four times. Yeah. Okay? Yes, it did. So, like, we're really not putting our defense in the best positions. Mm-hmm. And it looks like we're going to get to it back this week, which yeah, that's huge. is a huge addition. Because that was, because we missed him terribly. Yeah, because that was my problem, was they never had an answer when Stefan Tuitt was out of the game. I mean, they'd be throwing in yep. Tyson Alualu. They'd be throwing in JT Walton. And Alualu had a great first game. I remember that game. He had an excellent game. And then his past two games, he's been atrocious, absolutely atrocious, just not even being able to hold that edge on the right side and just getting mauled. And my yep. idea with Hargrave has been killing it. I mean, these have been two of Hargrave's best games back-to-back. Um, of his career easily and he's just getting better and and this is awesome because this is a draft pick that we got in the third round and they are starting to show real chops and real playmaking ability and just to have if you start thinking forward with to hargrave and hayward all at 100 percent pushing on that line that is going to be a tough tough front three to stop and that's going to make the seven better sure and it's going to make the secondary better and we're going to get more sacks because heck yeah there was three times in that game where Hargrave alone pushed his lineman into the quarterback. And I'm not just saying the quarterback. The quarterback was in drops. So he's pushing the lineman back six, seven, eight yards into the quarterback's lap. That's huge. I mean, that, guy, that guy's just a yep. monster pushing his guys. And 
I was hoping if, if there's anything wrong with to it, what would you think then, Brad, about, you know, let's move Hargrave from the zero or from the nose over to the three tech and put him on right end, bring big, big Dan McCullers in on the zero and put him at the nose. To me, I think that's a better I mean, personnel move than having Tyson Alulu and a gap on the right-hand side, kind of hopefully containing I, everything for the center. One of the big issues is, like, if you look back at when Sean Davis came into the league, mm-hmm. they had him playing, like, four different positions. Yeah. Strong safety, free safety, slot corner, corner slot outside corner. corner. Yep. Like, they yeah. were throwing him everywhere. Yeah. And that really can damage your growth. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't want to get him off his game, mm-hmm. Hargrave, because right now he's finding himself real well uh, at that nose position. So he is, I would say, you know, you know, if injuries pile up and mm-hmm. we have to, yeah, absolutely. But um, he's just such a valuable asset right now. And he's on fire playing the best football of his career. Yeah, I would hate to move him outside and really stunt that growth. Um, but it looks like that's a you know moot point yeah, with Stefan Tuitt returning thankful. this week, hopefully. Yeah, that would be a thankful thing for for Stefan Tuitt to come on back and anchor that defensive line. And because the past two games, I think Steelers have left uh, let up over 300 yards in rushing, and that's just not acceptable. I mean, they're losing time of possession. They're losing the ability to because the other team's bleeding clock, so they're losing possessions total on the game because the other team's holding the ball yeah. longer you get less time and less less actual drives to be able to score so that keeps you know lower teams in the game for longer and you know it would be a big breath of fresh air to have Stefan to it back and it would also be a big breath of fresh air to have Sean Gilbert back as well um and he yeah I mean he's just Tyler has been really really well mm-hmm. you know he's just playing really good football he's a stud I think uh you know, moving forward, he's heck heck of a depth player for us. Yeah, kind of like Chris Hubbard a oh, few years ago. Definitely, he can play um, all five positions. All yeah, five and positions. and uh, and and Chuke too. I yeah. think Chuke is going to be a heck of a player. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I'm by no means panicking. A lot of Steeler Nation is right now. No, um, I still think we're the best team in the AFC mm. uh, next to the Chiefs, but. Uh, you just can't, you can't make turnovers like that. And off the James Conner fumble, mm. he wasn't even hitting the arm, man. Yeah, I know. You he know? was hitting the lower was, body. Yeah, lower yeah. body kind of flipped him up in the air awkwardly. But yeah. you know, if, if when he fumbled early on in the year, the next three to five games, man, he had two, two hands, hands on that ball. Yeah, he did, and was covering it up like Jerome Bettis. Yep. You know, and for me. I guarantee you, you see that more this week. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, it's just unfortunate because we were driving that, <laughs> we were driving on that drive, and yep. uh, we had all the momentum. Mm-hmm. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, that would have put us up two scores, I believe. Uh, um, I believe that fumble was after, right after the. Broncos Juju scored touchdown. their touchdown. Yes, Juju scored yeah. their touchdown. We had the drive. Ben's interception was the drive that negated the chance okay. to go up for two touchdowns at midfield, and they went right back and scored, yeah. and that was the following drive coming by. Yeah, um, so, I mean, it's just like the the offense is moving the football at will. Yeah. Like, 
Denver's defense is looked at as one of the better overall defenses. Mm. Um, they've had some rough games to start the year, but people are still saying they're they playing could possibly great make ball the playoffs. Now. They are, and they are. Yeah, playing. they're yeah, much it, improved. They were not. It's where stats kind of get thrown in, and you're looking. A lot of people are stats people. It's like, oh, they got the 20th ranked defense. They're they should yeah. be a pushover. But no, if you watch the way they played defense for the past five weeks, beating San Diego in San Diego, yeah, beating Steelers yep. in Mile High, it's because of that defense is playing a hell of a lot better than a number 22 ranked defense. They're playing like a top 10 defense, and that's the same thing with the yeah, Steelers. It, it, Steelers are playing a lot it, better it, than they played their first four weeks of the season. Exactly. And, you know, so I, I by no means thought this was going to be a cakewalk, especially with that defense. They did a hell of a job uh, containing Vaughn Miller. They did. Um, and, and hats and, off to Chooks, too. I wanted to mention that because that was his yeah. first start ever. They put him on yep. Vaughn Miller, and there were times where he was one-on-one on him. I know they threw Connor over there yeah. a lot for some chips and to help him out with the blocking, but the only time he got beat, it looked to me like Von Miller was offside at the snap of the football. It looked like he was in the neutral zone. Yeah, that was a snapped. really, really close. It was close, real close call. I'm gonna, I'm going but, to you know, uh, take that and dissect that play when I get the All 22 film here to go through it tonight, and I will know exactly if he was offside or not. Because, I mean, give it credit yeah. to Von Miller too, because we all know the elite pass rushers are excellent at anticipating the snap count. James Harrison used yep. to do it all the time as well. So, you know, you, you my gotta... thing, too, is is looking at um, another guy who I thought had a rough game was Joe Hayden. Yeah. And uh, he's been rock solid this year. Yes. And uh, I mean, he was playing off of Emmanuel Sanders, who mm. was one of the best receivers in the game, too. Yeah. And just like not even bumping him at the line, no, getting no hands on him. Yeah. And he just would burn him. And, and Joe's a very athletic corner, but he certainly doesn't have the speed he used to. And, uh, you know, so that, that was concerning, but, you know, I'm not, you know, by any means thrown in the towel or concerned, No. but yeah, man, it, it, it's stuff like that where, you know, sloppy, whether it be mentally or physically play, you yeah. know, it's just like that stuff adds up and, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm literally watching James Connors fumble right now and it was literally at the 25 yard line. Stop torturing yourself, man. And it was It was a great play call because that was on a second and long. I believe it was like a second and 15 or second and 17. And uh, <laughs> they caught him in the blitz. Um, Miller was coming in hard. They were trying to do like a, a, a block and release, and they executed it perfectly. They caught him. Connor made a couple yeah. good plays, a couple good jukes. Open field, easy first down. Bam, ball pops out. That And those are killers. Those are killers. Yeah, I just hope. I just hope uh, T.J. Watt is okay. I mean, yeah. he played. He came back after the the injury, um, but you know, wrists <laughs> that could get a little wonky moving forward. So yeah. I hope he's all right. Especially when he has um, such good hand technique. Him. Yeah, yeah, we certainly need him. So, like I said, you know, this game wasn't all negative. Yeah. Let's just let's just say that a lot of yeah, people there's... are trying to you know talk talk junk on Ben. Ben was phenomenal all game. He, he, all game. Yeah. I mean, look at his numbers. I mean, he I had, mean, he had yeah. 56 attempts, 41 completions, 462 yards. He had a touchdown, but yeah. of course he had two interceptions, but the last one coming on the last play for us in the game. Um, yeah, but, I, like I said earlier, I, the, the second pick was on Ben. Yeah, I honestly think he would have been picked by the second guy. Yes, who I agree too. the route. Yeah. 
Um, so, I mean, it doesn't really matter. That was just a bad play call and bad execution. Mm. But we can't, you know, overlook uh, a, a guy called Juju Smith-Schuster. Jeez. He has been playing just unbelievably. And you know what? Le'Veon Bell, thank you for leaving because we're going to pay Juju Smith-Schuster oh, yeah. every penny he deserves. Oh, yeah. Because having him and A.B. for the next, you know, three to five years— mm. I'll take that all day. Yes. Um, and if if we can get James Washington going even a little bit, yeah, just, this offense just... is going to be real, real, real scary. Yeah. So what yeah. a game! Yeah, Thirteen catches, it. a buck eighty nine, and a touchdown. Yep. He tied his longest touchdown ever. Ninety seven yards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hats off to years. Yeah. And ta- hats off to Ben too because that play that Ben made and he took a shot. Right at the line. Incredible throw. I mean, he, he, they, it seemed like the person that hit him was unblocked and hit him and bent through an anticipation ball. Perfect spot that Juju could run underneath. And then Juju making excellent plays. A.B. with an excellent block downfield. And Pouncey Ju- just got wrecked on that play. Yeah, he did. He wasn't unblocked. No. He just got annihilated. Okay. So, so, so it was, yeah. Oh, man. It looked like he was unblocked. He got throw, in so what quick, catch, is what, what I was saying. Play. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, what a play. Yeah, it was. And Ben did go to the locker room for a couple seconds after that hit. It looked like um, yeah. he landed full on his ankle. So I don't know if he had to go in and get a, a shoe and a retape uh, underneath the shoe. Um, but that may, might have been what happened because he came back out and didn't miss a drive. Like we know of Ben, he <laughs> leaves the game, comes on back. Ben being Ben. Oh, man, what a tough quarterback. And what a great asset to have as a franchise quarterback. It just seems like he's like, the Energizer Bunny, man, he just keeps on going, takes a licking, and keeps on and, ticking. And we we got to show love to mm-hmm. Chris Boswell, man. Oh, I man. don't think anybody saw that coming. <laughs> and then Big Al, Al Villanueva yep. with his first touchdown, man, um, just what a what a play call, what an execution. Got to tie the game up at the end of the second quarter. Just wow, what a big play call too. I mean, that's one that you're thinking, hey, they're going to kick the field goal. But, you know, Cower used to make calls like that close to the end of the half as well. I remember a fake yeah. field goal he did in about the 20-yard line against uh, Cincinnati in Cincinnati when the Steelers were trailing going toward the half. Same thing, yeah. fake field goal, touchdown instead of a field goal. I mean, that really ignites the troops and gets you guys moving to the next quarter. But it was great. I have, Brad, I've been waiting, waiting for this team to utilize Alejandro Villanueva's pass catching ability. <laughs> the dude is a six foot nine monster. And what did he do in college? He was their wide receiver in Army. Yep. And he was catching yep. he was catching touchdowns. He was a their red zone threat. I would love to see him utilize more as the extra tackle and block and releases couple trick plays here and there but six foot nine is going to win the height battle every time i don't think he can jump like you may may see it hey i'd love to see it again but hey i'm glad they actually finally got around to doing it so but it's an excellent we may see it more (laughs) there's one guy i really want to talk about that had a good game last game and he got a lot more snaps last game too probably because of the problems with washington is Ryan Switzer, He's, they utilized him way more in the slot. They pushed Juju to the outside again, and he ended up with 
six catches for 67 yards. He matched the amount of yardage that A.B. had in three less catches. He was extending the drives, moving the sticks, making big third down plays, and it was really nice to see somebody step up to be able to help out as a third wide receiver option on the field. Yeah. And good thing he didn't fumble that ball, too. On the, Well, he did fumble the ball, but fortunately he was able to recover it. He's got to really make sure he's moving forward. It's going to get a lot colder outside. you really got to secure that ball in, and we're going to have a cold he game. Also, uh, yeah. He also took probably the hardest hit of the game. Oh, right there inside the 10-yard line? Looked like yeah. it, it looked like it was a headshot and could have gotten called as a yeah. hitting of the defenseless receiver. It looked like they made contact with the helmet. Uh, fortunately, yeah, he popped I mean, right back up. But you're right. That was the what hardest a play. hit of the game. Yeah. What <laughs> a play. And then uh, in other news, uh, Eli Rogers seems to be teasing some things on social media. So oh, really? We will see if maybe he gets a helmet this week or wow. gets activated. That would be something. I mean, he's still working his way back from that ACL injury he yep. had on the last, really in the fourth quarter of the playoff game last year against Jacksonville. Uh, hopefully he's fully recovered. I'd love to see him back out there cutting and making moves because he was a really tough jitterbug-type receiver with excellent hands. And I'm always yeah. a big guy on your hands. If you're catching the ball, you're not burning a down. So yeah, you have better true. and Steelers have been drafting receivers with better and better hands more lately, as opposed to the speed size guys, which their hands aren't always the best. You know, they might catch it. They might not. But you got lies like Juju, <laughs> Juju Smith Schuster, and he's just catching the ball at a high clip. I mean, he had a drop in the last game, but his hand placement is made for possession receptions, and he's making them a lot more often than not. And he's not known as a as a you know more of a some of the deep threat receivers. Martavis Bryant had problems with his hands. Sammy Coates had problems with his hands. Even Colby Hamilton, yeah. who was the I swear the guy could only catch with his body. I swear I don't think I ever Lima saw him Swede. catch with his oh Lima Swede couldn't catch. <laughs> he couldn't catch yeah. a cold in the middle of February in twenty degree weather. So uh, <laughs> you know there's a reason why that guy wasn't on the team. And that I've been actually doing a little bit of research on Lima Swede here lately, Brad and. It's interesting because he was never a starter. He was never he never was the guy. He was the fourth receiver. He come in in the Z position as a fourth receiver, but he got slammed and just hammered and just everybody remembers remembers him getting open deep and just never being able to catch the football. So <laughs> so it, it's kind of a little bit different situation now with Washington because Washington is the starter. He is getting significant snaps as opposed to what Swede used to get back in, uh, in 25 targets total. Steeler fans still remember how much he really did not catch the football when he was out there. Yeah, man. Yeah, so uh, I guess we did have a game. So, Brad, what would be who would get your three game balls this week? First game ball for sure goes to Juju Smith Schuster. Easily. Just an absolute incredible game. Yeah. Uh, second game ball goes to Alejandro Villanueva. Oh, you took mine. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> That's great. Um, Perfect. Uh, and uh, the third one, you know, I'm going to give it to Boswell. I mean, he threw his yeah, first fir touchdown of the game. First, first pass touchdown ever. of his career. I, I think it's, he, yeah. I don't think he's ever thrown one in college or high school as well. 
So that was yeah. A, he a had a, he play. had more completions than Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah, he did. And for too bad Antonio Brown didn't take a little bit more time to make sure he could get that ball across. But he saw that man bearing down on him and try to get that ball out quick. He got lit up. He did. <laughs> and he too did. bad because Jalen Samuels was wide open on that play too. Yeah, that was unfortunate. But but yeah, so those are my three. Um, okay, yeah. cool, cool. Well, my three game balls. I'm still going to have to give a game ball to Ben. I think he still kept the team in that game. He was oh, he made a, every week a ton of plays. I mean, it sucks that that last play call just it it were it didn't work out from the start. It looked like some kind of RPO, maybe handoff to Connor. Um, the gap was filled, so uh, the guy was shooting right around the gap when he pulled it back and decided to throw it. But that's one that. Ben has to throw into the stands and hopefully try to convert on fourth down. But I mean, he got yep. us to that position Four turnovers, three turnovers in the game prior to that to still be in a situation to, to win the game at the end of the game is what you need out of your franchise quarterback. And Ben is the guy we're going to re- be riding with. So uh, Ben gets my number one game ball. Um, my number two game ball is going to go to Hargrave. We were talking about him earlier and he is yeah, great just just a force man he had four total tackles and a half sack and that half sack came by him throwing the lineman seven or eight yards back into the lap of case keenum knocking him down and landing on him that's that was his sack (laughs) and three times he pushed a guy directly into case keenum we got another sack off of one of those and and um, just Keenan had to throw the ball away on the other, but uh, it, it was just a, he's really making a lot of excellent plays out of the middle. You know, kudos also to um, Butler for utilizing the nose more with these rushing attack teams, because it's going to pay some dividends here when two it returns. And yep. my third one is going to be kind of out of the box, but uh, I'm going to give it to Randy Feekner. And he called an excellent game. This is a situation, Steeler fans, where now we can see where you can call a perfect play and something still terrible can happen. Third and three, big conversion at midfield. Um, The the misdirection on that Grimble pass route, everybody was going right. Grimble releases from the right side, slides left, nobody on him. That was just an excellent, excellent route, called at the right time against the right defense. And that's what you want out of those types of players. It's it's the execution on the tail end of that one is what killed it, not the play calling. The same thing with Connor's yep. play. Second and long. Perfect call against an aggressive pass rush, expecting a blitz, and bam, we hit him for a big gain, but unfortunately didn't hold on the football. But moving forward, I'm still way happy with Feekner. I love him as compared to having Todd Haley because you always know what Todd Haley was going to run. At least there's some level of surprise here with Feekner. And even with the A-B pass, you had Juju Smith-Schuster wide open. You had the first deep pass to start the second half to Juju that Ben barely overthrew as well. But these plays were wide open, and they ended up hitting that play next when they were backed up in the end zone on the three-yard line because how many people can call a 97-yard pass play? I mean... That was obviously Juju making a huge play downfield, big stiff arm. A.B. helped out, not taking his guy out of the play as well. But hats off. Randy Feekner called an excellent game. They're going to give you – he's giving his team the best chance to win games with the play calls he's having. 
Injury-wise, we've already talked about Tomlin and Gilbert. Gilbert looks like he's going to practice this week as well. Tomlin mentioned that in the press conference yesterday. We'll see Good. how much he's going to be worked in, and he's definitely will make that team better if he's back in the, in the lineup. Um, we had a couple in-game injuries that happened with Big Ben, uh, Watts' wrist we discussed. Uh, Vance McDonald ended up with a hip, and Bud Dupree also injured something. I think it was – let me look this up quick. It was his shoulder. He had a shoulder issue. All of those players, all four of those players did come back into the game, but we just have to watch what's going to go on this week, see how they practice today and moving forward to see if they're going to work. But they're they're looking pretty good since they were able to finish the game. Uh, Chargers, on the other hand, though, man, did they get a devastating injury with yeah. Melvin Gordon, man, um, lining up as a, a wide receiver, I guess, on a, a trick play uh, end around or a reverse and just got looked like it got his knee blown out. Uh, fortunately, the early reports are saying it's a strain. We have to wait to see if he's going to practice this week or if he can practice this week. But if it's a strain, it is the best possible thing that could happen after seeing that play and seeing a replay of that play because you never want to see a guy go down and lose their season, especially with with Gordon having as good a season as he's having. Moving forward, we've got the L.A. Chargers, who I still cannot find in the standings or when I'm looking up team team uh, statistics because I'm still looking for San Diego Chargers. <laughs> but the L.A. Chargers are just joined the Steelers this week as being the only other team now with a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense in yardage in the league. And that is huge because they've been playing some great football here down the stretch. Yep. One of the hottest teams in the AFC. Their offense is currently ranked at number six. Their defense is currently ranked at number nine, but they're number nine with a bullet. I mean, we just watched, I don't know if you've seen Saul Rivers in that game, Brad, but he threw a nearly perfect game. I mean, I'm pretty yes, sure he, he had did. a perfect quarterback rating no matter what, but he only had one incompletion, 28 for 29, 259 yards and three touchdowns. That is a monster, monster game. They're also coming off an excellent defensive game. They held the Cardinals to 149 yards total. So their defense is making plays both on offense and defense. I think passing, they were at 101 yards uh, throwing, but if you factor in yardage lost to sacks I think they were in the high 60s high 70s so they their defense is really doing a good job against the pass I mean we all know the Cardinals are more in line for fighting for the top pick of the draft than they are to ever making the playoffs this season but still that's still impressive to do against any team in the NFL full of a team of professionals Um, Keenan Allen's a dangerous receiver the Steelers really have to keep an eye on him and (laughs) the other thing Brad I am just shocked as hell to still see Antonio Gates not only playing, but still playing well in the NFL in his 16th season. Came in the year, year before Ben. <laughs> yeah, it's it's absurd, but credit to him. He's a future Hall of Famer, and he he's still uh, kicking, that's for sure. Mm. And uh, Joey Bosa had a big game last game. He had two sacks as well, two tackles for loss. So... Brad, is there any is any way you'd see to attack this team or have any predictions of the way this this game is looks for you this week? I would assume we're not going to see Melvin Gordon, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah, um, that kind of limits them and what they can do. 
Um, but that means they're definitely going to spread the ball around. Mm. I think Antonio Gates could present a lot of problems, as you know most tight ends do. But the way Sean Davis is playing lately, and uh, even Terrell Edmonds, mm. um, I I would not be surprised if we limit him significantly. Okay. Um, but Keenan Allen's going to be tough. He's a yeah. heck of a receiver mm. who's had a very uh, injury plagued career, but so talented. Um, and Rivers with his, you know, very odd uh, throwing motion um, can definitely uh, present some problems. So, I mean, if once again, if we win the turnover battle, mm. I think we win. Yep. Like, easy. <laughs> um, you know, right now we're a pretty healthy football team. And uh, mistakes aside, I think we're playing some of the best football in the league. So, uh, I think we win this game. Uh, ben definitely comes out and plays well in prime time. Yeah. So uh, I expect him to have a big game. I expect AB to have a big game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, he continues to shine. So I would not be surprised if he uh, continues this uh, momentum and has a huge game as well. But the the one thing I want to see mm-hmm. is the Steelers recommit to the run, the yeah. run game. Right yeah. now, um, I mean – they abandoned the run again. Mm. 13 carries for James Conner last he, week. And he still had a good clip. He's still averaging 4.1 yards a carry. I mean, they they were productive. Yeah, I mean, and, and that it, it's not like we were down 21 nothing either. You know, for them to abandon the run in the Jacksonville game made a little bit more sense because we were um, not super down on the scoreboard, but from a turnover you know, perspective yeah. and just how the game was being played. It felt like we were in a big hole, but mm. um, this game we weren't. And uh, they kind of stopped running the ball and uh, for whatever reason. So I really want to see us get back to, you know, 20 some carries for Connor, um, mm. you know, obviously dumping it off to him in the backfield, letting him run. And I want to see him hold on to the football. That's um, I That's think if we, thing, if we really run the ball well, you know, 20 plus carries for Connor and, you know, limit Ben to 30 to 40 passes. Mm. I think we win by, you know, two scores. But, uh, you know, I think the the Chargers are going to have uh, a tough go trying to adjust without Melvin Gordon. But they're still a great football team. I don't think this would be an easy game by any means. But mm. I do think we are the better team overall. Definitely more balanced. Yeah. So, uh you know, don't turn the ball over, especially uh, really embarrassing turnovers. And I think we win, plain and simple. One thing I've noticed about this team, Brad, is every time this the Steelers seem to be down, they have a big game. And now we're playing Sunday night, prime time. The lights come on and the Steelers just seem to roll when that happens. I see them bouncing back big on Sunday. Cold weather's going to also be tough for the Chargers. I don't think they played in the cold weather at all this year, but I definitely know they will not be playing in a game as cold as they will play on Sunday night. That will definitely affect the passing game. It will definitely affect the receiver's fingers, and we'll see how they're able to adjust to the cold. But I think that's going to be a really big factor for the warm-weather Chargers coming over to the East Coast and playing late in the in the cold cold windy weather that we're enjoying now yeah and the Steelers last week I mean really they only stopped themselves last week it's turnovers penalties missing wide open opportunities 
it, it seemed like they were doing more to stop themselves. The only drive that Denver really did a good job of stopping them on was the last drive of the game. That one was a big defensive stop. But here, I just don't see it happening as much. I think they're going to be much better with their ball control. And I'm looking at it being a 32-24 win for the Steelers this week. Okay, I'll take it. Nice. Do you have anything else you want to add or discuss? I just want a clean game this week, man. I, I don't want uh, a lot of turnovers. I want, you know, if, if the other team makes a tremendous play, by all means, yeah. you know, that's part of the game. Yeah, These is. are the best in the business. But mm. just sloppy play and bad turnovers, I, I, I really want to see them tighten up. I want to see Stefan Tuick get back on the field and start wreaking havoc again. Yeah. And uh, I want to see Joe Hayden kind of bounce back this week and lock down Keenan Allen. I think he will, man. He, you can tell he's just such a competitor. He probably puts a lot of that blame on him. But he's, he still did a decent job against Sanders. He still held him to only 87 yards. I mean, not only. I mean, obviously it was the, the, the best um, receiver on the Broncos that day. But seven catches for 86 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets. I mean, that's it's bad for his numbers because I think since they, this is the worst they've let up, the most yardage they've let up to a wide receiver since the – Ravens game the first time playing the Ravens when Brown had 100 yards against them ever since then they've only been letting 40 50 yards max up against the wide receivers they had some games where they're letting yeah. up under 30 to the wide receivers so it's it's going to be a, a a big ego hit to Hayden and he's such a competitor I see him bouncing back too, Brad and I'd, I'd love to see him really take it to Keenan Allen in this game for sure yeah man awesome man hey thank you very much once again for stepping in I really appreciate your insight as always, always Brad. <laughs> cool. Hey, Steeler fans. I not only run the podcast, I also write articles. Each week, I look inside the game to find a hidden play, and I also find the play which decided the fate of the game and as the game turns. I also predict the inactive list each week and run a spreadsheet that tracks the Steelers' health, fines, roster status, and whether or not they're active. So come on over and read them at www.steelernation.com. Thanks for joining us on the SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Stony Brewing. I'm G Stryker with Brad Lambert, always rooting with you, win or lose. Go Steelers!